about me, you know. Last year, I made a resolution to lose 10 pounds. And so I, I got this 14-day diet, you know, the diet food and everything. While I was waiting for it, I was decided I'd eat some salads and stuff, you know, with croutons and tomatoes. One large crouton and <laughs> tomato sauce and cheese. Okay, fine. I ate a pizza. <laughs> <coughs> the diet food shows up, and I'm starving. I'm not bragging, but I, I nailed it in three hours and 20 minutes. It was fun. The two-week supply? Yeah, the two-week supply. Uh, my goal for 2017 was to lose 10 pounds. Uh, I tried tofu. I learned how to make tofu. You throw it in the trash and then you grill some meat. <laughs> okay, that's it. That's as funny as I can be. Uh, but I do want you to know that my goal, I've only got 15 pounds to go. <coughs> All right. Then, uh, to start out with, I, I've told you before that, that my agenda is that you need to read the Word of God. And the situation we find ourselves in right now just magnifies that situation. I have, I didn't plan this for this. I was going to speak last week and I didn't know about the other when, I was, when the Lord put this all in my heart. But it just fits right now. But let me start out with, because my agenda is the Word of God. Some of you, I've been told, they think it's hard to read. Okay, it's hard to go. When we put resolutions, you know, New Year's resolutions on ourselves, sometimes our goals are too dang big. I said dang. <laughs> and I didn't say, yeah, the kind. Uh, no, he, he was teasing me at, uh, about something, uh, oh, I, when we were talking about God, God is, you know, his name is I Am, and I kept saying God Am, and he was telling me that it sounded <laughs> like I was saying something else, okay? All right, so, so, yeah, well, yeah, for those of you that heard it the same way he did, that's not what I said. Scripture says to who is pure, it's everything is pure, and who is not, they hear, okay. <coughs> okay, so my agenda is the Word of God. Now, I have, I have favorite places. I've read the whole thing a couple times. Uh, but, you know, I have favorite places in the Word of God that I like to go. And today we're going to look at, at John, part of John's Gospel. But just so you know, there are four Gospels. There's only one Jesus, and he only did three years. So why were there four? Okay, we'll start out with that. Matthew was a Jew writing to Jews about a Jew. Enough said. No, he was trying to present Jesus as the Messiah that the Jews were looking for uh, and the fulfiller of prophecy. Over and over again, he says, as it was written in the prophets. Mark, who had said he learned what he learned from, from the preaching of Peter, probably was the first gospel written. And 
he just wrote it out. I had a, there was a teacher where I went to college and stuff. He said it was actually written as a dramatic reading. Uh, and he did it in chapel, and it was just, you know, he, you know they're, they're slapping Jesus around and saying, prophesy. And at that moment, the, the rooster crowed and stuff, you know, which was a fulfilling of prophecy because he told Peter. So anyway, Mark wrote this little tiny gospel, and, and Matthew and Luke used that as kind of their core and went off on the things they were doing. He presented Jesus as a servant who, who washed the feet of his disciples, which is kind of what, you know, we're not supposed to wash each other's feet. You know, I mean, we can take it too literally. It means he was serving them. He was, he was humbling himself. Luke came along, and Paul's in prison in Caesarea, and he goes wandering the, the countryside, probably in disguise because he was a Gentile, uh, talking to people who had seen the things that were going on. And being a physician, he, he saw Jesus through the compassion and uh, the ministry and stuff uh, that, that Jesus presented himself, uh, his humanity. John wrote his epistles first, but way later he wrote his gospel because he was dealing with situations in the world uh, that people were denying the humanity of the Christ. Jesus was human, but Christ was God. And, you know, th there's, we're, we're caught up. God's in this little tiny package. We can't set him free uh, to be God. God is just way beyond anything. I was reading something for our Sunday night Bible study, uh, and... I'm looking at it and I go, oh my gosh. We talked about this last week. Just when you think you got your hands wrapped around it and you've got an understanding, he comes along and he opens up something and blows your mind. Bible, we talked about in school. You know, I taught in Bible classes and stuff. B-I-B-L-E means basic, basic instructions before leaving earth. God's so much bigger than this book. Okay. And we have to trust Him. And as a church right now, I know some of you are feeling insecure, and, but God are big enough for this church. And if we're going to be, it's going to be because He said so. Alright, so let's begin. Uh, John's Gospel is based around seven I Am statements. He said, I am the bread of life. I am. You remember what we said God's name was? Anyone say? I am. Okay. Uh, I am the bread of life, Jesus said. I am. That was in chapter 6. I am the light of the world. Otherwise, we'd all be walking around in total, absolute darkness. I am the door. Now, he didn't explain it in his gospel. But what's he at the door to? Come on, people. He's the door to the Father. All right? You want to go in and out. You want to get to the Father. There's, he also said, 
later, just as in, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but through me. Uh, and I got a whole bunch of things I can tell you about that, all kinds of heresies. Uh, but we ain't going to deal with that right now. We're just going to trust Jesus for, for the things. He's the good shepherd. Shepherds aren't always nice to their sheep. You know the 23rd Psalm, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. They were for, for sheep wandered off, a, a baby sheep and stuff. Shepherd might go out there with a crook and snap its leg. And then he'd put it over his shoulders and carry it while the leg healed and the sheep would get so comfortable with the shepherd that he wouldn't want to leave them anymore. Uh, staffs were for beating off um, you know, wolves and stuff like that. You know, Maybe giving a, a sheep a whack in the, in the fanny too You know, if he needed it. Jesus is the good shepherd. He talked about a lot of shepherds there. Uh, and in the Old Testament, he talks about that too, about the shepherds who, who weren't tending their sheep. They were leading them astray. They were giving them false prophecies uh, and letting them be devoured by, because they were in sin. And they weren't, weren't teaching them the way they should go. Anyway, okay. We said he's the resurrection and life, the way, the truth. Uh, there was one more statement that he said, and he said, before Abraham was, I am. He's declaring his divinity at this point. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. We have the Father. Jesus, that's two. The Holy Spirit, that's three. Okay, who doesn't understand how that can be? Who's got to believe that God is big enough and beyond our ability to figure it out? It's there. Sorry to Jehovah's Witnesses and the, the other people, the Jews that stumble on because they got God in a box. Okay. Uh, John also is based around... I lost that part. Oh, there it is. It was supposed to come first. Seven, mir seven miracles. Okay. First one, he changed water into wine. Which actually is the whole process. God doing, taking the water out of the ground, running it through the vine. Remember we said he's the true vine. And it turns into grape juice and then it gets fermented. Well, he just superseded the process. He's God. He healed the nobleman's son. The nobleman's son, the nobleman lived a full day's march away from where Jesus was. And he just said, go, your son. Because he was trying to get him to come to him. He just said, go, your son lives. The man believed. The man came up and asked the servants, when was my son made whole? And they said, yesterday at about the some hour, middle of the day time, the man didn't hurry home. If he had had a horse, he could have been there that day. He spent the night somewhere before he got home. He believed Jesus. And that's how, why his son was healed. Anyway, that's uh, Jesus as God could, could heal from, he could heal from here to Jerusalem. You know, if, if he was standing here. He healed the paralytic who had been 
couldn't get down into the water where the, you know, anyway, he healed a paralytic. That, he fed the 5,000, which is one miracle that all four Gospels touch on. That's the only miracle that they all four bring out. There was something special about that because they all four had to say it. Uh, from a few loaves and fishes, and we are a few, he fed 5,000. Okay, and there was plenty left over. Jehovah, is that Jireh or Rapha? God, God had, pro, Lord provides. He's going to take care of us. Uh, but that's, okay. He walked on water. Okay, uh, and it said in, in that story that it was splashing around. And in John, he got in the boat and they were immediately where they were going. He doesn't talk about Peter walking on the water. He doesn't talk about him calming the winds or anything like that, which would have been a pretty good, but, you know, uh, Mark had already said that. John wasn't trying to cover other people's messages and stuff. Uh, he was trying to get to his own message. Uh, he healed a man born blind. That was pretty fantastic, and and he kept saying, you know, and the guy had to get kicked out of the synagogue and came to him, you know, because he's, it was just, and the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Sadducees were just looked at it and they said, he must be a sinner because he did it on the Sabbath. Wow. Blind. But Jesus said they were blind. And which one am I missing? Lazarus, come forth. You know, that's, that was mind-blowing. Okay, so all these out... That was a different gospel. I'm saying John only covers... He doesn't cover a lot of miracles. He doesn't cover talking on the mountain and, and the... the Sermon on the Mount and things like that because they were already done. John is dealing with people that are denying the, the divinity of Christ, uh, the divinity of Jesus Christ, that they could be one. They said that the Holy Spirit, you know, that God came upon him um, when John baptized him and he had to leave him before he got crucified. So God didn't die, just Jesus died. Uh, and then he came back. But that's all. So, today, we're at John chapter 15. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Uh, the word vine dresser is called husbandman, could be farmer. Here it's, you know, because of the circumstances, we're going to use vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So we have warnings here. And throughout, we get warnings and promises. Uh, he also says in chapter 14, he says, uh, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he has another in comfort here. Because sometimes we don't feel like we're bearing fruit. Okay? Okay. Uh, Every branch that bears fruit, 
He prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. Pruning is not happy for the branch that gets clipped and stuff like that, but for the whole vine and the branches and stuff, that's how you get a lot of grapes. Now, what is fruit? I have to stop my reading right here because I have to, have to consider what is fruit. Jesus, when he's sitting at the well of, uh, in Samaria and the woman's talking with him and the apostles come back uh, and they're asking him to eat and he says, I have other food. And he says, lift up your eyes. All the people from Sychar are coming out to see him. He says, look up. The, the fields are ripe for harvest. There he's speaking about harvesting souls, evangelism. But there are other places Paul talks multiple times, and I know that uh, I don't have the time that, that I originally planned on here. He talks about different ministries. There's, we were given apostles, we were given prophets, we were given uh, teachers, and, pro- and pastors, and pastors and teachers are down there at the bottom. He's given us these others. Some of them we don't experience today. He's given us different ministries. There's those, there's those that uh, have gifts of healing, those that have uh, do miracles, those that um, other type of things. Okay, just there, there are differences. The body, the body is not all one thing. So if you're not a harvester of souls, don't think you're not bearing fruit necessarily. I have planted, I have plowed, I have witnessed, and I think hopefully I've, I've led, I don't, you, you don't lead anyway, the Holy Spirit leads, but I led one person to Christ that, that came in. Well, and then maybe had a big influence on some others. I think I've had a big influence on some. But God hasn't made me a harvester. He's made me a planter, a waterer, uh, whatever. Uh, he, oops, not supposed to do that with that on there. Uh, I'm losing, losing my places now. I have to see. Oh, I have it written down here. So I wouldn't have to look it up because I knew I was get fouled up if I did. Second uh, Corinthians, nope, that's not it. Miracles speaking in tongues, nope, that's not it either. Uh, well, there's one of these places where he's talking about there, there are those that um, healings, miracles, stuff, there are those that uh, are givers, uh, that, that are good at comforting other people. And first... Second Corinthians, I believe it is. I have, I know I have that written down, so I can get the right, right reference if I can find the right page of my notes. Yes, Second Corinthians one, three, and four. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and I'm paraphrasing. I'm jumping ahead now. And all comforts, who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we will be able to comfort others. So comforting others is, is a fruit. These are all things that are fruit. Uh, so if you don't have one, don't be condemned. Or don't feel like, I'm not, I'm not a good witness. I, some people can't get out there on the street and 
and preach the gospel. They, they, they just they stand in front of someone else that they know needs to hear the word of God, and they just they get all tied up and they can't open their mouth. God hadn't called them to that, okay? Or they would. God's the one that does the work. Um, and before I was walking with Christ, I was living in Hawaii, and you know, you can't push it on people. I wasn't living the life. I knew who Jesus was. I knew what I knew the gospel. I w- went through Catholic school, and I'm not a Catholic, uh, but they taught us the gospel. Uh, and I had these people come up to me, and they were just they were just shoving it at me, and all I wanted to do was shove it back at them, you know, because I wasn't ready. So God, God is in control, okay? Um, that's the fruit part of this. I forget what else I was going to say there. It's all right. Um, every branch that bears fruit, he prunes so that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. The word... He spoke while he was preaching on this earth, and the Word was in the beginning, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And everything, oh, I, that's one thing I wanted to tell you that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all Old Testament. If you read the Sermon on the Mount, you should quiver in your boots if you think that's. It's Old Testament. You can't do the things that he tells you in there. It's just way beyond us. It's Old Testament until we get to the cross. Then we have New Testament. So the Gospels are really Old Testament. They won't let us put them in the Old Testament, though, because the Jews won't have them. That's <laughs> they, can't, they can't handle it. All right, I just had to tell you that. Okay, so now we get to the crux of the matter. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. What does abide mean? Remain, live in. I knew my wife. I, she was in this group, and we knew each other and stuff. Uh, and we got... One day, and I walked into church, and she, well, she was a friend of mine. One day I walked into church, and I didn't feel like she was a friend anymore. I walked out, and I said, what are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? Uh, and we got married, and now we abide. Uh, we, we share very much together. Um, one thing I wanted to do for years and years was read the Bible together. And we had, you know, there's always distractions, especially kids. Uh, but now, now, <laughs> well, some kids aren't the same as, as other kids, okay? Uh, do you read the word with Frank? Okay. Uh, after dinner, pretty much every day, unless we go out to eat or something and it de- or something messes it up, we finished dinner with a chapter of the Bible. Uh, since we've started doing this, we have read everything except a few chapters in Chronicles 
uh, where he begets, he begets, we just weren't going to deal with that. Oops, there it is again. Um, and right now we're reading, we're finishing with Psalms and Proverbs. We will read one Psalm a night. See, not a big effort, or we'll read one proverb. Uh, but we read five Psalms and then we'll go read a chapter of Proverbs. Uh, if you're having a struggle with reading the Word, take small pieces. Find, concentrate on the New Testament first. <laughs> Duh. Uh, if, if you can't read a whole chapter for one reason or the other, me, I can't read a whole chapter sometimes just because I get distracted so much. Uh, most Bibles these days have either these little highlight things on it, like uh, chapter 15 starts out, Jesus is the vine, followers are branches. Okay, uh, And it goes on for like 11 verses, and then it decides disciples' relations to each other. Well, just read one of those sections, 11 verses. Or they have uh, Sunday night Bible study, the most even with the ones that don't have this, have parts in them where you'll have a, a bold, a verse one's bold, and it comes down here and we get, uh, well, this one is, verse 12 is bold. Just read from one bold section to the other. I mean, don't set too much for yourself. Um, and I'll get to move on from that. But we abide in Christ. Um, we abide in Christ uh, he says in Revelations, I knock at the door. If anyone will open the door, I'm going to come in and we're going to sup with him and he with us. So you eat with him. We eat together now, most of the time. Um, we speak to one another. God speaks to us in his word. We read it. He's speaking to us. We're praying. We're speaking to him. Okay, so... Uh, there's a, a lot of things that go into abiding. Anything I'm missing that jumps out at you right now? That, that's speaking in. Oh, together. Yes, that's as a church. That's abiding together for us. I'm talking about abiding with Jesus. But yes, that's good. We need to be doing that. And I think that we need a, uh, a discussion on prayer. But... That's up to the. That's up to the, those guys if they they want to let me hack at that or not. And obviously I hack. Uh, I'm the vine. You are the branches. This is verse five. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, But do I need to say anything on that? Apart from Jesus, you can't get anything accomplished. So as a church, we need, we need to tap into Him knowing that He is God. We should be fearless in this process that we're going through. This shouldn't be something to be afraid. This wonderful woman God gave me uh, when I first met her she said there were times when she was so just at the end of her wits. And she said, and she'd get so excited because she'd lay down and weep before the Lord. 
And what better time? Because when you're there, God's going to act. Here we are. We don't have to weep. We can praise Him right now for this situation He's put us in and trust Him in for this thing. Now, I have to get on, I have to get on my agenda. Um, oh, also, also, I thought, you know, oh, no, this comes later. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to... No, 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 this is good. It's all good. Uh, I'm going to go to... Don't you look it up. Just uh, hang in there with me. Second uh, Peter... Uh, I know this. Oh, I wrote it down. Did I write numbers? Yeah, two, one through three. Putting aside all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy and envy, and all slander. This isn't the part I'm supposed to be reading right now. I'm supposed to be reading Second Peter first. I'll come right back to this. Okay. Second um, Peter, three. 14 through 17, yes. Therefore, beloved, since you look to these things, he's talking about a new heavens and a new earth uh, that God's going to create, which is a whole other sermon. Be diligent to be found in him in peace, spotless, and blameless. And regard the patience of the Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you. This is for those of you that think the Bible's hard to understand as also in all his letters, speaking in them of things in which are some things hard to understand. <laughs> you know, Paul was a lawyer. He wrote like a lawyer sometimes. The things you read to him, is just go, well, what are you saying? Why couldn't you just say blah? Okay, because uh, he goes on and on. But here, which he says some things hard to understand, which the untaught and unstable distort as they do also to the rest of scriptures, to their own destruction. Uh, at the beginning of verse or chapter 2, in this same chapter, he warns, false prophets also rose among the people, just as there will also be false teachers among you who will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Um, this is one of the reasons why I want you to read the Scriptures. Because there are going to be false prophets, and they're going to take these things that are hard to understand, and they're going to turn them. Uh, most heresies start out with focusing on such a narrow part of Scripture that the rest of Scripture gets lost, and the balance is lost. The uh, prosperity movement focused on one little chapter in Second John where he says, I pray that you, be, you prosper even as your soul prospers. And from that, this whole thing about name it and claim it, uh, blab it and grab it. Uh, <laughs> God wants you to prosper. Give, and He'll give to you. You can't outgive God. You know, I'm, I have a problem with that in, in tithing messages and stuff. I tithe because I want, to, I want God to know that I believe in Him. I trust Him. I recognize that He's given me this and I'm giving it back. I'm not giving it back so He can give me back tenfold. I'm giving it back because it all belongs to Him. And I'm saying, you're the boss. Um, New Testament doesn't talk tithing. See, I'm getting off message now. New Testament 
says he wants it all. And you're supposed to be a steward of it. Okay, that's Jesus' message. That's beyond tithing. Uh, but, like I said, okay. Uh, so, if it's hard, and, oh, this goes after that part. Okay. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and all envy and all slander, like newborn babes, long for the pure milk of the word, so that in it you may grow in respect to salvation. That's Peter again. Okay, now, you, gotta, you need a hunger, he says, long for the pure milk of the Word. What if you don't have this longing? Matthew 7.7, 7, Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. That doesn't mean, God, I want a Mercedes. I'm going to seek it. I'm going to knock. I'm going to keep going to the Lord. I want a Mercedes. That was Janis Joplin. Lord, please give me a Mercedes Benz. My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Okay. Uh, he, seek, seek. Ask Him to give you a hunger for His Word. Uh, and just go read that little bit each day until the hunger grows in you and you start reading more. I was blessed. My first wife left me. She was cheating on me. She left me with my son. I was destroyed. The only way I could get through it was to read the Word. I'd wake up two hours before my son woke up. I'd read the Word until he woke up. He'd go down for a nap in the morning, sleep for about two hours. Guess what I did? I read the Word. He'd get up and he took a nap in the afternoon. I read the Word. He'd go to bed at night and I read the Word. I was reading eight hours a day. I got through the Bible in a hurry. You don't understand it all when you're reading like that. Is that okay? You're planting it. It's okay if you don't understand it. Read it. Okay? Uh, and then find those places that, that just stir your heart. And then go... Dig in those. Chew on them. Meditate on them. Find those passages. Even when I wasn't understanding it. You know, you're reading through it and you go, oh, that's good. I'm a, I'm a student. I underline. I highlight. It's okay. The Word of God was spoken. It, this, this is just a, a printing of the Word of God. It's okay to write in it. I say it is. Some of you may have a problem. I thought about that today. What if you have a problem with that? Well, get one that's your Word of God and one that's your study Bible. And you write in your study Bible and don't write in the other one. But if by writing in it, it helps you find things faster. So anyway, there's gems as you go along, even if you're not understanding it. Precious little things that, that are in there that, that encourage you, that God's speaking to you. You can just go back and chew on those as you go on. And anyway, okay, so Matthew's there. Um, and that was Matthew. And I'm not, I'm not going to do that Ezekiel thing, parsing the Scriptures. That's, and that's too hard a passage. Anyway. Uh, no, no, no. It, it was like if, if you really aren't understanding something, you're reading it, okay, you asked for it. You're going to get it now. Bring it on. Thanks, Sam. Ezekiel, I think it's chapter 33. Yep. 
was talking about the watchman's duty. Is that what I was doing? That's not what I was going to say. No, it is. No, that's not it. See, I, lost, I pulled it out and threw it away. Doesn't matter. Okay, anyway, it was this long, long passage. He's talking about uh, if you die in your sins, uh, you turn from your sins. I got it here. It's just right here. It's real close together. Mm, vision of bones. It wasn't a vision of bones. It was for that. Anyway, it was this whole passage. He goes on and on. If a man uh, in his righteousness doesn't do all these things, uh, but his son, and he lists all these things that he's doing, is doing them, his son will die, but he won't die. But the father's doing them, and the son doesn't. Uh, the son won't die. And he's long, long, he's, each man will die for his own will answer for his own sins. He was saying, it's, if my son's not walking with the Lord right now, I'm not going to get I gave I sent him to Christian school. We taught him and stuff. I'm not carrying his burden. He's not carrying mine. I got a burden. You know, I'm not perfect. None of you are either. I don't know what you're, where you hang up, but I know you've all got... Joe, he likes hamburgers. And he, <laughs> and, and he doesn't tell his wife because she wants to be vegan and stuff. So. You were supposed to keep I, did, I didn't tell her. You weren't listening, were you, Letty? Okay, I, you know, I really butchered that because I was hurrying. Uh, and we really, you know, I know that we have in our minds a time. Norm wants to get out of here. He's been <laughs> wanting me to get started so he can get out of here from the beginning. And we're, we're at the end of our um, the time sequence and everything. So I want to ask you to make a resolution this year to start reading the Word of God for our church, for yourself. False prophets are going to come along if if Lucas gets up there on stand and he's, he's just, where is Lucas? There he is. <laughs> right there. Uh, I don't have my glasses on now. How do I know? If, if he's just a little bit out of tune, you're going to know it. You're not gonna, it something's just not going to feel right. Okay? If, some, if, you read, if you've read the whole word and some guy's up here preaching, and he's not quite on. He might be a lot on, but he's not quite on. You're going to... You're going to... I need to go check that out in the Word and, and see about it. Because they won't just come along and hit you with the full, the full heresy. They come along and it's just a little bit out. And you buy into that just a little bit out and they'll take that little bit out and twist it just a little bit more. You need the whole Word of God in you. So that when you hear it, it doesn't feel right. If you're sitting there, you've got the Holy Spirit too. If, it do, if you hear it and it doesn't feel right, and you don't have it all because you're just now starting to read the whole thing, ask someone who you, you trust that has read the Word, that does know the Word, that you believe in, that you've already got faith in. Uh, that's it. That's what I have. That's it. That's pigeon for amen.
so if, I don't know. See, this is, where, this is why I don't lead souls. This is where you'd be if anyone wants to come up and pray and ask for God to help them get more into the Word or get into the Word or anything. This is where you would do that, and I'm not good at doing that. Uh, so Rick or somebody, they want to close or they want me to close. Norm wants me to close. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I can't, I can't let this go. I'm not an elder in this church, even though I'm an elder. Well, I'm not an elder. I'm old. <laughs> Do I get an amen, Tom? <laughs> or we, we're, 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 we're elders. Okay, the rest of you guys are young. Um, that's just kidding. Norm's an elder, too. And he wants out of here. I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> okay, so uh, Lucas, get up there and do your thing. Uh, and if you want prayer for getting into the Word, or if you want to pray about anything else that's going on in this church today, come on up. And I don't know if we have a prayer team here, but I'm here. We can all just pray together. It's Okay. Okay, i got a prayer team now. Just come over here. We're going to pray together. You're not going to sneak it by one person and not have the rest of us know. Uh, you want to pray about getting more into the Word? If you want us to pray about it, if you want to pray about finding a pastor, the Lord might not want us to have a pastor for a while. Because, well, I don't know. You know, He's, my, he's prepping somebody. Maybe He's going to do something brand new. You know, uh, that, because, you know, the churches in the early days, they had to, Paul would, would be in Ephesus for a couple of years, and he said, okay, I'm out of here. i got to go to Jerusalem. And he left them. You know, he left people in charge and stuff. But do you think that was hard on them? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, but they have house churches and stuff. And he would have, and a pastor is really called an overseer. Uh, he's watching over making sure things are functioning properly. So churches where it is today is not how it has to be today. That's my word. Uh, that's, I didn't read that in there anywhere. Okay, so, uh, but God is. What is, yes, that's right. What is joy, Krishna?